0: Wake up, buy here, pay here, people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of Joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two. Happy Friday. Good morning. Welcome, everyone. We're so glad that you could join us this morning.
1: Hey there. We're uh, going to talk repos with this Friday.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. It's good. It should it should prove to be a pretty. Um, educational yeah uh conversation but uh before we get to that a couple of things we just wanted to make some announcements about um one is well i mean everyone already knows this the, the town hall the first ever buy here pay here regional town hall is this coming wednesday um that will be will be broadcasting live for uh bhph nation tv um
1: Yeah, I think everybody knows about it. There could be a couple of people out there without internet. And if you know them, go tell them. Go knock on your neighbor's door and make sure they know. The (laughs) town hall is Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, And just so you know that we will be broadcasting live in all the places that you can normally hear us for the morning show, Uh, the recordings will not be in those regular places. So if you uh, don't have the opportunity to listen the entire day, please make sure that you register at bhphnationtv.com and then you'll get access to those recordings after the fact. So you can kind of listen to everything. It's totally free and we just, you know, we're going to be putting it into the Nation TV and that's it. Just we'll be a lot less bogging stuff down in all the other places. I don't know how great everyone's gonna feel about having an eight hour or a five hour or six hour um recording sitting in Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. yeah. so all righty um and then uh we have coming up here pretty soon um is the super forum mm-hmm. which is in November. Uh that is uh we are going to be speaking at that, and that's going as to be as will today's guest. As will today's guest. It's going to be the ninth, tenth, and eleventh. And you know, everyone we've been talking to, they seem pretty excited about this. Uh, it's a very different format than we've seen in the past, yeah. and um, it looks like uh, that uh, NIADA has very successfully gotten people excited and and uh, and aware of what it is that they're they're gonna be doing. and and on that theme, our guest today is actually going to be one of the speakers at the Super Forum. Her name is Brianna Cox. Um, she's going to be t- talking about repossessions and protecting your dealership. And uh, so I'm gonna add her to the the stream and say good morning. Good, good morning, morning Brianna. Brianna. Good morning. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Oh, you're
2: welcome. So welcome. We know it's
1: 8 a.m. and we know,
2: <laughs> that's, um,
1: that's hey. tough for somebody who's a night owl in the repo business, right?
2: I think I think most of us are. I mean, some of us are are are, are you know morning people too. Um, not so much, but yeah. I got my iced coffee here, so I'm excited to to, there you to go. for this. Yeah,
0: I know when we were talking about having you on the show that uh, you're like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> I'm like, just not going to be working the night shift before.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was I know yeah. I felt bad. all the all the field staff was like, "You coming out tonight, boss lady?" I was like, "Uh, nope, can't do it. I got a morning thing." They're like, "Oh, you have a morning thing?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do morning? <laughs> I'm like
2: exactly.
0: ele- I'm like an 11 to 11 type of person. Oh, <laughs> um, nice. All, all right, so Brianna, um we're excited to have uh, the, to be able to listen to your presentation at Buyer super forum and and we wanted to bring you on to talk a little bit about uh some of the things that are pretty important for the repo world because from our conversation you were uh just dis- you were describing how you joined some of these facebook groups and then you've been seeing some a lot of people asking hey I need a repo. I need a repo. Yeah.
2: realize there's like a huge gap of education here. Um, You know, and look, everybody has to start somewhere. You know, my husband and I certainly did. We haven't always, you know, you don't just, you don't just wake up and like, hey, you know, I'm going to open a repo company. And like, you know, all of a sudden you have like, you know, these top tier, like prime clients, right? Like you, Mm -hmm. like... And so, um, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. Everybody has to start small, and you know, kind of work their way up. And and you know, not that you know we snub our noses at, at buy here, pay here, um, you know, clients. Um, we've been attending, like we attended the Houston uh, uh, Auto Dealers Independent Meeting uh, a couple years ago when they had it here, mm-hmm. uh, and and it was it was an eye opening experience then too. And then joining these groups, um, I think it's Amanda that runs the buy here, pay here success group in the, in the boardroom. And Mm -hmm. she's awesome. I've gotten to kind of know her on Facebook, my husband and I, and and she's really cool. And so we joined these groups with her and the more I started paying attention, I was realizing like people were asking for a repo person, but they were getting really bad recommendations. Um, and, one stuck out to me in particular because someone was asking for a repo person here in Texas. And, you know, there's several things that are required of us to, you know, be legally operational here in Texas. Um, and, so let's talk
0: about that. What yeah. do you have to, what In the state of Texas, what do you legally have to have in order to, to operate a repo? So
2: you do have to have a TDLR, um, and TDLR more so licenses us than governs us, uh, unless you like are also like a towing company, you know that has like a VSF, a vehicle storage facility. We're not. Uh, our company is strictly repo. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the main thing there. And then you do have to have like your sales, uh, and tax use certificate, right? Because we do mm-hmm. have our wonderful little Texas service tax that we have uh-huh. to <laughs> on top of our services. Cause we're considered collections. Um, and then, you know, your franchise tax certificate. Um, and it, you know, and another thing that this isn't really required by the state, but it should be required by anybody you're going to hire to do your repos. You want to make sure that they have the correct insurance. This is so, so important. Uh, and I think I mentioned to you guys, you know, there's people who want to play repo and then there's actual repossessors and, you know, no offense to those people that are trying to get started, but a progressive policy is not a repo insurance policy. It is not going to cover you, uh, for the appropriate on hook garage keepers or the most important wrongful repossession.
1: Well, I think one thing too, as a former dealer, I know that, um, often people will say, well, we're bonded, right? But that's a very different thing.
2: Yeah. And so, yeah, (laughs) that's basically just protecting you from like your, you know, like, um, like employee theft and damage type of stuff. But Mm -hmm. like, um, really that, that wrongful repossession, that on hook coverage and that garage keepers is really going to be what you guys need to look at. And a bond, uh, is, is great, but it's still not going to cover you for those three things.
1: Right. Uh, good morning, George in Florida. Thanks for tuning in. Also, Jeremy in Arizona. Thanks for being here. Uh, so, yeah, Brandon, that's the thing that I've, uh, you know, as a former dealer and obviously a business owner yourself, you have to think about those liabilities and where are the vulnerabilities, and uh, you know, I certainly see some. And we, we, you don't have to pay attention long to see signs of or hear the stories about repossessions gone bad. And we know that happens. And we know that there are a lot of, uh, you know, liability around that. So we think it's really important, obviously, for dealers to know how to protect themselves. And, and the first step is really just hiring somebody that's got the right insurance, right, as part of a, uh, a network otherwise.
2: Yeah, the right credentials, uh, you know, and so, you know, especially if you're going to hire someone out of state, you want someone Hey, Amanda, <laughs> <laughs> you want someone who, um, you know, um, who you can rely on that is going to be an, you know, an accredited professional repossessor because, you know, and and know those laws for that state, too, especially if you're not familiar. So there are some great resources to, you know, assist uh, dealers in locating, you know, a good um, okay quality repossessor, professional repossessor. Um, uh, The ARA, the American Recovery Association, uh, I'm a member. Um, They have a... A great uh, membership directory on their website. You can search, I think, by state, by zip code, um, and those are going to be, you know, their current uh, accredited members. And they do have a book too, but you know, members join all the time, and the website uh, is is more up to date and super sure. easy to use. And we're in a digital age, right? So. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can dust off those books if you want, but jumping on the website is super easy. A lot of the states now have state associations here in Texas. We have the Texas Accredited Repossession Professionals. I'm actually the membership chair for that organization. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a membership uh, search on our website, which is texasarp.org. Um, you just click members and you can search again by zip code, by you know a- area, city. Um, there's State associations, we really CalAr in Texas, the California Association is the oldest and CalAr in Texas were kind of the only associations hanging out for a really long time. But during COVID, um, well, we all didn't have anything to do, right? (laughs) Because we were all shut down just like everybody else. And so like all of these repossessors nationwide kind of got together and we were like, our industry is struggling. Like, what can we do to change this stigma about like, you know, repossessors in general, like make this industry better, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, change the reputation of repossessors, because it truly has changed. I mean, most of us are are business-minded professionals that are, you know, trying to run a business. We're not trying to be, you know, the lizard licks of the world. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um you know um so i think we went from two state associations and uh just just the other day uh my my friend jerry Jen, uh, jerry Ware, she was announced as the president of the first multi-state uh of, um association which is of the carolinas so now i think yes. we're 15 state association, which Mm -hmm. is huge. I mean, it's just huge. Everybody's really getting involved and pitching in. So, you know, always check to see too. If you have a a state, If your state has a state association, anyone feel free to reach out to me. I can point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But if your state doesn't have a state association for repossessors, um, always the ARA is going to be a good resource to help you find someone. And I'm pretty sure they have members in all 50 states. Yeah, and
1: I think that's so important. You kind of breezed over it, but I think we see... um, that there are a lot of dealers out there that don't recognize that, you know, if, for example, you're a Mississippi dealer and you're going to repossess in Wisconsin,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you have to abide by the rules in Wisconsin, you know, regardless of what your rules and what you're used to in your state, you, if the debtor is in that state of Wisconsin, as an example, that you, it's better to hire somebody in that region who knows the stuff, right?
2: Right. Yeah. You definitely want to do that because, you know, I I think we talked a little bit too uh, when we had our pre-talk about that post repo process, right? You also want to trust that your collateral is going to be secure, that, you know, you're going to pay the rate that you agreed upon, um, Mm -hmm. whether it be the actual repossession, you know, any ancillary fees like flatbeds, dollies, et cetera, or um, keys, um, storage, uh, if you want them to do, you know, your transport to auction, or, you know, a lot of our repossessors now are actually even offering remarketing services from their lot. So that's a, you know, a discussion that you're going to want to have. And, and, and and even if you're just going to assign this one off, have a contract, have a contract to protect yourself, you know, with your post repo, uh, terms, you know, um, that, that, that this repossessor is going to follow the state laws, um, you know, especially if the if the co- the consumer the debtor wants to redeem from their lot, that you know they're going to to a char- charge or not charge the appropriate you know redemption and administrative and you know personal property fees. So, personal property is a big deal. Uh, for example, here in Texas, uh, we actually do have to send a mail notification after we uh, recover the vehicle that we have inventoried and, and stored, and obviously secured their property at our secure location and so a lot of people misinterpret this law because we're technically supposed to hold it for 31 days but it's 31 days after we send the notice and we have 15 days to send that notice so really we can end up holding this property for you know 46 days and that's something that you know we really need to pay attention to because we are liable for that property until you know that expiration date so you really want to make sure that your you know, whoever you hire to recover your collateral is very aware of those laws and regulations in their state and that they're following them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Would you say, Brianna, like, is is it common for if I hire a repossessor out of state, as an example, mm-hmm. isn't it going to be common that they're going to um, perform a an inventory of personal belongings as part of the deal, or is it need to be in the contract?
2: Well, I mean, anything that, CYA, right? Um, so, it should be in the contract and, and, and the contracts I have with my clients, it does define, you know, the, the pre-repo process, the, the active repo process, the post-repo process. Um, and that's just, you know, that's protecting them that, you know, the client and, and me, and, you know, it, it creates accountability there. Right. And we know what's expected of us. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I would agree. I, you can't have too much information in a contract, right? And I mean, you can have just a basic contract that, you know, you can send if you're just gonna send that one repo to Wisconsin, that you send that contract to that repossessor. But I do think it's smart just to protect yourself.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that you know I personally saw, and that we continue to see with other dealers, and continue to share with clients, is, you know, the hazard is if I if I were hiring an out-of-state repossession company, and they indicated they don't do, because I've had people tell me that they don't do personal belongings, so I've got to find somebody else then, because I, I I'm aware of the vulnerabilities there, because if we think through a scenario where you know customer comes to claim their belongings and says you know where's the briefcase full of cash that was in my trunk
2: <laughs> yeah exactly where, you know, where go
1: from there and and what do i do if i'm the if i have a tow truck that brings it to me you know even across town obviously it was not in my direct control and not in my possession while it came across town so i really need the repossession company to take ownership of that those belongings take you know Never accountability ever. For those belongings from the point of repossession. So that's why I think it's just so important because I just see the, I see the weakness and the liability in that if we, if we don't, you know, close that loop.
2: Right. And so one of the things we do at our company and people always kind of jaw drop when I tell them this, we don't break into cars anymore. And so I actually had a client one day tell me, well, that, Brianna, that's like, that's like buying a burger without the bun. I said, not anymore. I said, because let me tell you about the liability. Right. And it's not it, it doesn't even just begin with the property. It's the the liability of actually breaking into the vehicle. Right. The mm-hmm. damage, the frameless windows, the lockout kits, things like that. Right. So um, we have a, a window where, you know, once that vehicle arrives at our lot, obviously we make sure doors are locked. It's secure in our secure facility. But we want to give that consumer time to either one Bring us the key and make an appointment to redeem those 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 personals before we even, you know, we take pictures, obviously, right upon repossession possession, but we don't get into the vehicle. We take pictures through the windows and we don't touch that property. This is one of my biggest things because, man, I got to tell you what, I, it was a long time I had to learn. And I was so tired of dealing with those kind of complaints, right? Property complaints. Like I had that briefcase full of cash. Well, if you had it, it would still be in there because I haven't entered your vehicle. Right. And so the only way that we enter a vehicle is if obviously that consumer makes an appointment to either redeem their vehicle or their personal property within that, you know, hold window or we cut a key so we cut and and program our own keys at our lot and most of our clients have gotten on board with this because it it limits their liability and it limits ours right um so once that vehicle's on our lot and the, and the and the doors are locked the windows are up if a window's broken we always put crash wrap or whatever, but we don't enter that vehicle until it's time, like we don't have an option, right? Like that vehicle is going to leave for auction. We've cut the key. We've programmed the key. Then we take out the personal property and inventory and store it in our secure facility that's on camera, right? Because uh, we just don't want to have those arguments about that that briefcase full of cash. So make sure that the repossessor that you're hiring has a very clear post-repo process on property to limit your liability and and create accountability for them.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think that whole inventory thing is so fascinating to I me. And I've shared the story many times with clients who were kind of helping them understand the the vulnerability, but I'll always remember way back in my days of first managing and had a, had a customer come in who was a problem customer for us, you know, um, you know, for before the repossession occurred, but <laughs> the, the customer showed up to, uh, claim belongings. Uh, the first thing that, uh, she said, uh, when we, you know, we'd prepared our list, two people present, prepared our list. And, one of the first things she said is, I just want to uh, make sure to find my grandmother's wedding ring. Oh and yeah. we both looked at each other, myself and the assistant manager, we didn't
2: Alterized. see Uh huh. what's, what's she going to
1: say that's worth, you know, uh-huh. how are we going to protect ourselves, you know, from that scenario? So, so I'm just always remembering that scenario and thinking, and luckily we knew and we were protected and, and buttoned that one up. But it's like, if you, if you didn't have that, you know, where, where would you end up in that situation?
2: Right. And you know, it's not that I don't trust our staff. We have we're fortunate that, you know, most of our staff has been with us a long time. And Mm -hmm. so I I do kind of have situations where like, I roll my eyes because I'm like, okay, like none of these people are nothing in your car is going to be worth their job to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, but um but we do take precautions because humans are humans so like we actually have a separate smaller lot in the front of our of our actual like lot where we store the collateral which is like an employee parking lot where they park their cars so like where they are you know working uh, on on post repo process in our lot where we store the collateral they they don't even have access to their vehicle like you know what i mean so like sure. so we just take those extra precautions because, keeping you know, keeping
0: people honest,
2: Yeah, keeping yeah. people honest, keeping, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and, and, and like, I'll explain this to consumers who say they have that briefcase full of cash. Like, well, everything we do is on camera. This is our process. So like, please make sure that you didn't misplace your briefcase full of cash because I will right. pull the video and I will make sure. So don't, you know, make, let's make sure this claim isn't, uh, you know, erroneous, oh. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what, I have a story about a wedding or, or a ring too. Oh yeah, I had a little couple that had come to to redeem a vehicle and um, or not a vehicle. I'm sorry to redeem their property and and the and the vehicle um, was getting ready to go to auction. So we had actually you know removed the property. We do when they come for their appointment, we get their key and then we go remove their property. And they went through their stuff and they came back to the window and they said, "Hey, um, my my girlfriend's um, engagement ring is in this secret pocket." And I was like, "Oh, here we go." Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, I went and I looked. And that engagement ring was in that little secret pocket. And I, and it was the first time that anything like that had ever happened. And I was like, (laughs) there's a first time for everything, I guess. I saw somebody had asked at the bottom there, um, if there was like a, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So there, um, there is, and there isn't, um, uh, it's really, really hard. Cause you know, the, the, the rules are or the laws and regulations are just changing so much. Um, but repo buzz is also, uh, it's repo.buzz, And then, uh, they have a, uh, Facebook group as well. Um, they have a, like a collection of Facebook groups, but the main group is, is repo buzz and Dave branch runs that. I yeah, believe he actually recently talking. did share a, a, a 50 state, cheat sheet for laws and I will, I will follow up on that. And if that's, I believe that's what he shared. And if it is, I will get that over to you guys to share with you. Is
0: it correct where I put our buzz? Uh-huh.
2: Yep. That's the website. And then, um, they also have an agent directory on there, like with an interactive map. Um, some of, the people on there are area members, some are, you know, Allied Finance Adjusters members, some are state association members. So that's a good resource, too. And then the Facebook group, just Repo Buzz is is great, too.
1: Uh, I would awesome. also throw in a mention there, I know they used to have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a law firm out of Maryland, um, Hudson and Cook, used to have a subscription service that, um, that dealers could subscribe to and it would share some of those same things that we're talking about. It's kind that of sounds awesome
2: familiar, thing. Hudson and Cook. I think that they're, uh, I saw someone uh, from that company, they're going to be at Used Car Week on the attending yeah. list.
1: It makes me a little nervous when our dealers are out there trying to be lawyers, but <laughs> I don't, I don't do their own research and make their judgments. Just, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, I think I'd feel more comfortable hiring somebody who's a professional yeah. in that. that and, and, and,
2: yeah, and make sure your reposessor has a has a has a you know a retained attorney as well, because um, yeah, you yeah, know sure. uh, we are a consumer rights attorney's um, dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's
1: a, <laughs> dangerous thing that we do, you know. And I always tell folks when when we're training people. and Of course, I come from the time of doing, you know, self help. We used to do our own repossessions with the person's mm-hmm. and all that. So when you're teaching people how to do that, I just tell them, look, we've never financed a car that was worth fighting over, and so you know, there's no no reason we ever want it to become confrontational. Absolutely. Know happens, right? Yeah. Sometimes uh, if we we can take this thing a little personal yeah. and especially if we're the creditor who's, yeah. you know, been frustrated by the customer, then that makes it even worse. So obviously a repossession company is less likely for that to be personal, strictly a business matter. The right?
0: stories that Jim tells about them um, in the day when they did their own uh, internal repos mm-hmm. of people that they would leave the house, they would unchain their car from a tree, <laughs> oh, leave yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Come
0: back and rechain it to the tree.
2: <laughs> yeah. He actually, my, my husband was actually out in a truck one night, it was ages ago, and uh, it was a truck and it was backed into the driveway. And my husband said he just had like a really bad feeling. I mean, he's been doing this for a long time and um so you know obviously we always want to get out and assess the situation you know see if the wheels are straight you know anything because you you want to be prepared so he's doing a walk around of this of this truck obviously after verifying the bin and and making sure it's his Mm. unit and they actually had chains uh locked to like the drive shaft or whatever and it was going into the garage so it was Mm. it was into something in the garage and so um Anyway, my husband left it, but I guess somebody else repossessed it and they ended up calling Mm -hmm. us and, and they, and they, I mean, completely ripped off the garage door because Mm. they didn't didn't see the chains. And so, you know, consumers tend to, some tend to do some crazy things and I get it. I mean, I understand that people feel like this vehicle is like their lifeline. I do understand Mm -hmm. that. And I have a lot of empathy for it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are like, have very strong feelings about what we do and consider it to be a dirty job. And it may be, but we try to do it in a professional way. And, you know, somebody has to do it, but I really would advise against dealers doing their own repossessions. We have a friend locally here that had opened, well, he started with like a car wash and then he opened a body shop and then he opened a dealership and he's very successful. And, he had initially asked us if, you know, when he first started getting, you know, repos, if, you know, we wanted to do them. And he was like, oh, you guys are just so expensive. I'm just going to do it myself. Well, after a couple of times of doing it himself, he was like, you know what, maybe you guys aren't too expensive.
1: <laughs> well, we would also advise that dealers not do their own. I mean, it's just yeah. uh, this day and age, like, you know, at the price of an individual repo. At the time, it feels like a big number, but when you factor in the the layer of liability piece alone for me, it's like not really something to think about.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, and we have so many precautions that we've learned to take over the years. I mean, we have a very effective system. Um, we have a twenty-four-seven dispatch. Uh, we have live surveillance cameras on our trucks and our camera cars. Uh, we have four camera systems on our trucks that give us a three-sixty view with audio, and somebody is always, you know, watching um, watching our staff. Not 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 necessarily to monitor our staff, but to make sure that they're safe and that these, uh-huh. you know, the repo process is is going as it should. And you guys mentioned confrontation. I'm I'm big on that too because violence in the field is not going away. It's getting worse. Yeah. And you know, so we we encourage our agents if if there is an objection, our con- like it's not worth it. There's plenty of other mm-hmm. cars, just drop the vehicle and move on, you know, and we'll pay them for that. And a lot of our clients will actually pay us for that. Um, because you know, this the violence in the field issue is is it's an issue and it's true oh, sure. sure guys yeah. are heard- Stories and it and it's it's gotten worse through covid because people are desperate and desperate people do desperate things
1: yeah yeah so we only have a few minutes left we kind of uh, told our audience that we might have a, a repo story or two from <laughs> you you got you got some favorites that you want to share
2: oh gosh I don't know what kind do you guys want to hear <laughs> um <laughs>
1: dramatic. Something something that,
2: dramatic but not
0: tragic yeah
2: okay. oh <laughs> gosh i don't even know where to start I mean I gave you the, the, the engagement <laughs> ring. engagement ring mm-hmm. Um, some of the gross things that are just due, I, oh, I actually mentioned this on the, on the auto remarketing podcast. I think one of the grossest situations we ever had was we uh, recovered an RV and this particular consumer definitely felt some type of way about their creditor <laughs> and they had actually saved their own excrement for what I can only imagine was quite an amount of time. And the entire inside of this RV was oh, just coated with... Um, human feces. So oh my goodness, really mm-hmm. disgusting. We biohazarded that and uh, <laughs> sent wow. that bad boy off to auction.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. Do you uh, really want this back? Mm-hmm. But most
2: of the time, honestly, it is kind of boring and I prefer it that way.
1: Oh, of course. You know, yeah.
2: uh, if we can get in and out unseen, you know, no issues, mm-hmm. get that vehicle to the lot, market repossessed, call it in. Uh, you know, um, that, that's definitely what I prefer. Um, I, I don't so much relish in, in the crazy stories. Uh, I'd rather have a yeah. staff and a profitable, profitable, yeah. happy clients and, you know, um, no issues.
1: Yeah. And I would say, you know, what we've seen on TV about the repos, um, you know, the, the repo shows, they're obviously dramatized. They're choosing the dramatized stories. As, as you know, most <laughs> repossessions are without incident, you know just grab and go and, and it's on to the next one. And so, yeah, those are obviously dramatized. Most are, uh, you know, go down without incident.
2: Yeah. And that's really what you want. Right. Uh, yeah. That's kind of one thing I hate when, when I, you know, I'm like when we go to parties or whatever and um, uh, people ask what I do, I kind of dread it sometimes because I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? like and that's the first question is people, yeah. people just really don't know. They're like, is it like TV? And I'm like, it is nothing like It is absolutely everything that you see there is nothing that we do. Like we can't work for actual, you know, prime lenders and, 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 and represent, you know, creditors, uh, and act like that. That is, we are, our objective is to get in and out. And I don't, I don't want to have a confrontation with with
0: Tyler Simmons asked about the most expensive vehicle you ever repossessed.
2: We do some luxury vehicles, um, Most recently, uh, we picked up, um, one of those new Bentley SUVs. We picked up one of the, um, the Lamborghini SUVs. Um, we've picked up some McLarens, um, some Rolls Royces. Um, so yeah, I mean, they get up there and that's another thing. So if you're doing luxury leasing or financing, you're going to want to make sure that repossessor has the appropriate coverage because, uh, that, you know, especially the garage keepers, um, make yeah. sure that that coverage is actually going to cover that vehicle and all that other collateral on their lot.
1: So, wait a minute. That means that some folks with high income even don't make their payments. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <And You don't- laughs>
1: Enough to know that and a- <laughs>
2: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I guess there's an inside joke there,
1: <laughs> no, I just know that, you know, obviously in the, in the buy here payer space, we're dealing with folks who struggle, you know, with income yeah. more, but, uh, but the reality is, is sometimes what happens on that, um, is it's not always about income, right?
2: Well, and a lot of it is fraud too. Like a yeah. lot of these luxury vehicles end up being, you know, fraud cases.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. All well, right. uh, we should probably let you go. We're we looking should. forward to seeing you in uh, Austin, Texas for the um, BHPH super Forum. you're you're speaking on Thursday at four thirty. That would be Thursday, November tenth.
2: Yep. And that's. This it's basically going to be a lot of what we talked about in this conversation. I really want to educate our dealer friends on how to protect themselves and find, you know, and hire uh, and partner with, mm-hmm. the, yeah. with the right repossessor because it's, it's so important. I mean, you know, you can use the unaccredited guy down the road and you might have used him for 99 repos, but it only mm-hmm. takes one to really yeah. do things up. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Hey, um, before we let you go, Brianna, um, do you like smoked old fashions? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whiskey kind of girl, for sure. <laughs> well, we we have the smoked old fashioned tour, and we will be doing uh, gathering a bunch of people together. Anyone out there in listener land that wants to join us, please. Uh, private message us um, but we usually we we did quite a run at TAIDA um, mm-hmm. for the restaurant there and they were f- fantastic <laughs>
1: awesome
0: so, cool but, I'm you know, all right well you've got we'll it you got an you invitation for that and we'll make sure that you you know exactly where we're going and it, like I said anyone else who's interested in joining us yep. um, we will be at BHPH Superform in Austin Texas and that's going to be in the 9th 10th and 11th of mm-hmm. November so it's It's a month away. Yeah. Oh
2: my gosh. It's coming up so quick. And then I get home for one day and then leave for used car week. So November is definitely going to be a nice month, but I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to, to meet all of you guys in person. My husband's going to, going to come with me. So you guys can meet him. Oh,
0: we'd love that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so, uh, so we're super excited and we love Austin. Austin's a great city.
0: Oh, us too. You bet. Us too. Very much so. Well, thanks again. All right. Well, thank appreciate you. you us. Yeah,
2: I appreciate thank it. You guys. Yeah. And if you guys ever, or you or your listeners ever have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I'm, uh, you can easily find me on on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and I'm I'm happy to answer any questions to anybody. For else. our and listeners,
1: you- it's uh, B-R-Y-A-N-N-A, right? Yes, sir. Find uh, you on all Facebook. right.
0: Excellent. Thanks again, Brianna. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful weekend.
0: Too. Alrighty, guys. um, I hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast Mm -hmm. on uh, repos. Repos are fun, not do's and don'ts. (laughs) Don't do it yourself. There you go. All right, and then again, guys. We uh, this coming Wednesday, we will be broadcasting live all day long for the first ever BHPH. uh, regional town hall which is going to be in quakertown pennsylvania please make sure you get registered at bhphnationtv.com so you can look or watch the recordings after the live broadcast we will be broadcasting live and all of the same stations on facebook the pages but
1: we're broadcasting live from a car dealership all day what could possibly go wrong (laughs) i mean what could possibly go wrong you're going to want to be there to see what on uh, earth goes wrong <laughs> yeah, it'll, uh, it'll be a fun day all we're, right yeah, guys we're ready. have
0: you have a great week uh it's friday mm-hmm. we're just heading into the weekend and then we will chat with you all on monday have a great weekend